Welcome to the Confident Money Podcast, where we talk money, finances, and accounting for real people without all the technical jargon, patronizing, and gatekeeping. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and I'm going to be your new finance bestie. Okay, welcome back. So for all of you that are listening today, we if you're listening in real time when this is just launched, this is Thanksgiving week uh, for those of you in the U.S., or it's a national day of mourning if you don't observe Thanksgiving in the U.S. And so for us and our family, it will just be my husband and my sister and her cat and myself. And I am so excited. Um, My sister and I are almost seven years apart. And now that she is in her mid-20s and I'm in my early 30s, we've gotten along really, really well the last few years. And frequently get mistaken for twins, which is very flattering since I am older. (laughs) I will take being mistaken for a 25-year-old any day. So we have, this is going to be a really educational listen. I'm going to tell you the exact pieces you need. So go ahead and grab a notebook to write all of this down. We're going to talk about exactly what you need to have in order to set your business foundation up for success. So I'll wait for just a hot second or pause this. Go get a notebook, pull your laptop up, pull your phone notes up, whatever you need. And we're going to walk through all the foundational information that you need. So you know why strategy is important. You know why just having tips is not going to cut it. And you understand, like you've heard some of the other, you know, podcasts where we have chatted about exactly why you need to understand your numbers in order to have a successful business. So we're going to kick off number one with your infrastructure and your foundation. So this is business entity types and registration. So this is like, should you be a sole proprietor? Should you be an LLC? Should you be an S corp? Should you be a partnership? Nailing down which one of those is the right fit for you and your circumstances, super important. You need to make sure that you are then registered Once you've picked that entity type, you need to be registered with the IRS and registered in the state that you live. And sometimes you also have to be registered in your county, which is really fun. Um, That's not as common. And once you have those pieces done, now please, we'll we'll go into this in more depth, but like, don't do legal Zoom. It is going to cost you so much more and they really don't do everything that you need. So if you need help, A, Go to confidentmoneypodcast.com because we teach this in my course, get your finance shit together. Um, And we also do business entity setups. So reach out, let us know if you need help with it. Um, But make sure most importantly that you're setting yourself up for success with what you're choosing. So a lot of times, oh God, I've had clients that will do a partnership when they don't really need a partnership. Maybe they set up a partnership when they're going to be doing like a one-time you know, shared joint venture, and they don't know if it's going to be a recurring partnership yet. Um, Instead of setting up a brand new business for that, it would have been a lot easier for one of those partners to just run the business and their joint venture through one of their businesses and pay the other one out their fair share until you figure out that it's something that's going to actually be going. Um, The other thing that I have seen happen is people either getting bad advice or thinking they're going to grow faster or not understanding what happens when you choose certain entities. So nine times out of 10, even more than that, probably 9.9 times out of 10, I'm going to recommend either a sole proprietor, a single member LLC, 
or a single member LLC with an S corp election. Um, I've had a couple of people come to me that were made C corps and C corps have a whole lot of other filings that have to happen. They have quarterly filings that need to happen. They have more in-depth end of year taxes. And for most of us, especially when we're just getting started and the first few years of our business, they're not necessary for us to have a C corp designation. So just making sure that you're really picking the entity type that is right for you and your business, because like, that's where you're starting. If you start off on the wrong foot there, then the whole thing, like, yeah, it's fixable, uh, but it can mean, you know, getting a different registration set up later, opening different bank accounts later. So take a hot second, make sure that you're set up the right way. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community at confidentmoneypodcast.com where we share resources and all of the money happenings. Plus, you can send feedback and suggestions for what you'd like to see covered in future episodes. That's confidentmoneypodcast.com. Okay, back to the show. So then next, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to open a business bank account. We've talked about this. Why do you need a business bank account? You need a business bank account especially if you're an LLC or an LLC with an S-Corp election or an S-Corp. But even if you're a sole proprietor, you need a separate business bank account because A, lets you treat your business like a business. B, it allows you to actually see the profitability before you ever get your accounting software set up. And C, it lets you see if you're profitable. Once you're looking at your income and expenses and D, it makes it so much easier for tax time because I cannot tell you, and we do cleanups all the time for people and it can be a monster of a project, especially if you have, you know, seven or eight different accounts between credit card accounts, personal accounts, PayPal, Venmo, and everything is all over the place. If you're doing it yourself, there's a very good chance things will be missed. And if you're having someone else do it, you're going to be paying more than you would be, need to be paying if you had one, two, or even three dedicated accounts. So A, makes things way cleaner right off the bat to have separate business accounts and makes it much easier if you decide to outsource in the future if you have everything running through, through there. So what that looks like, setting up somewhere like Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, you know, they're the big banks, but you want to make sure, especially if you know you're going to be working with an accounting software, you want to make sure that the bank that you go with integrates with the accounting software. Chase is my personal favorite uh, for a lot of reasons. This is not paid. Chase, if you hear this, hello. The only downfall is that you generally can't set an account up online. They'll say that you can, you'll get started. Then they'll say you have to come in, call your local branch, make an appointment, Portion out an hour to an hour and a half, ask them what you need before, but generally you need your state registration, your IRS registration, and sometimes a certificate of good standing, and then your ID. You go in, you open the business bank account, and if you're a sole proprietor switching to an LLC, or if you've been just like running it under your personal name and you're opening you know, a, a legitimate business with a different name with a new EIN, all of those will have to have a new bank account set up because if you're moving from having a social security number to having an EIN, or you're moving from one EIN to another, EINs are social security numbers or identifying numbers for your business. So if you switch entity types, so like from a sole proprietor to a single member LLC, you get a new EIN number. 
When you get a new EIN number, you have to open a new bank account. I know that was EIN a lot of times. So just hold your butts for a second. So you've picked what type of entity you're going to be in, what works best for you right now. Again, one of my favorites when you're just getting started generally is a single member LLC. It's really easy to convert to an S corp later. Number two, you're going to open business bank accounts. I normally recommend a checking, a savings, and a credit card if you're able to do it. That's the other reason that I like Chase. They are really good about giving newer or first-time business owners decent lines of credit. Most of my clients get approved for somewhere between five dollars and $10,000 credit cards for their business. Again, using the business EIN, the reason it can be so difficult is because your business is brand new generally and doesn't have any credit. And until you've established credit, some of the banks can be really hesitant. Wells Fargo, for example, my credit score when I applied for it like seven years ago was in the high 700s, and which is good for those of you that aren't up to speed on credit scores, which I should probably talk about in season two. Um, Wells Fargo gave me a $600 line of credit on my credit card for my business. Keep in mind, I had almost a $20,000 credit card with them personally. Um, I had to put a deposit down of $600 that they held for, I think, a year to prove that my business wasn't going to run rampant with the credit, you know, all $600 of it. And after that year, they then gave me the $600 back and converted it to a regular credit card. So Avoid my Wells Fargo debacle if you can. Um, Chase is really great for actually giving you a workable line of credit. So once that's done, figure out what you need. Nail your services down. Nail your pricing down. Make sure that you're charging enough. Make sure that you're confident in your prices. You're confident in your service or your product offerings. And figure out if you need to have liability insurance, Arizona emissions insurance, um, you know, anything that you need to be covered there and also check and see if you need to have your contract set up. Um, generally, this is something that you can get. There's, I mean, multiple different places where you can find contracts. I really recommend, you know, not just copying and pasting one, getting one, putting a little bit of cash up front and making sure that you're covered between a contract and LLC and insurance. You should be in a really good spot in your business. So registration entity type, business bank accounts, contracts and insurance. Then here comes the good part. We could start selling and making money. So we're launching, we're selling, we're making money, we're increasing our prices and we're tracking our income and expenses. So again, with that business bank account setup that you have going on, generally, Put all of your expenses on the credit card if you've got one. All of your income comes into the checking and your taxes, your tax savings goes into your savings account. And then you can still pay yourself as needed from there. But either get zero set up, get QuickBooks set up, get something taken care of so that you can start tracking your business write-offs, your deductions, your income, so that you're not having to do it all at the end of the year. Can you do it all at the end of the year? Yes. Is there a chance you're going to miss things? You're going to make errors. You're going to be super stressed trying to do it at the last minute. Absolutely. Um, with one exception, I had one person, sweet human that she is, come to me two weeks before the tax deadline, three or four years ago. I think it was three years ago now. Hey, 
I know I have nothing together for last year. I really want your help. And I really want to get my taxes filed on time. And she got a hold of us at just the right time. I'd wrapped up all of her other returns. Everyone was taken care of. And she was so fucking proactive. We got everything done, like her entire year in that two weeks and got her taxes filed on time. But it was such a collaborative effort. And we put so many hours in to get it done. And had she been doing that every month or every week or even every quarter, she would have been in such a less stressed out space and still been able to get her taxes filed on time. She's now a regular client of mine. Uh, She's a retainer client as an associate bookkeeping client and her, everything is done. It's done. And she's so happy. Like we take care of all of that, which has been so good, but we cover how to set up different accounting softwares, how to audit proof your business, what receipts you need to be saving, how to price yourself, business budgeting and the reports that you need to be looking at and advanced accounting. So like when you have something, you pay for a coach on a personal card, how do you get that into your accounting software? What actually counts as a business expense and how should I categorize things? Is it advertising? Is it contractors? You know, where do things fall? How many different categories should I create? How detailed do I need to be? How many different categories do I need to have? So we cover all of that in the Get Your Finance Shit Together self-study course. And it's self-paced. You are able to either dive in and go through all of it in order, but you can also hop in, like say it's tax time. Say it's you know time to file 1099s for your contractors. You can just hop in and pull standalone modules out and go through them on their own as you need them. So you don't have to sit here and commit like hours and hours to go through the entire thing. So make sure you go to confidentmoneypodcast.com and you check that out because it's a get your finance shit together self-study course. Super super beneficial, especially coming into tax time. It gives you everything that you need to go from, "Mm, I think I have a business I want to do to "Mm, I filed my taxes as a business owner. So covers infrastructure and foundation, getting started, how to do, you know, what you need to do with your bank account, income and expenses that are deductible, how to count them, how to categorize them, how to set up your different accounting softwares, how to audit proof, how to calculate and pay quarterly estimated taxes, how to file your taxes in TurboTax, how to pay your taxes online, and self-employment retirement options. And then a whole bunch of different like state resources, federal resources, um, email templates for things like when you need a W-9 from someone. Also, what a W-9 even is, what a 1099 is, when you need to send them. So it is like... I still can't believe how many things we covered in here. So if you're needing that, go check it out, confidentmoneypodcast.com or go directly to the website, caitlinmagnuson.com and the Get Your Finance Shit Together self-study course. Um, It is literally like people absolutely love it and they love that it's self-paced. So business foundations covered everything that you need. You don't need, if you're a single member LLC, if you're a sole proprietor for tax time, because it's like one of the biggest questions, you don't have separate tax returns until you become an S corp. You have a couple of extra sheets or schedules in your personal tax return. And also number one tip, 
if you decide like you skip ahead or you end up in the middle of this and you decide to pay quarterly estimated taxes, pay quarterly estimated taxes as an individual with your social security number, even if you have an EIN. Because your business does not have income taxes at this point. All of the profit passes through to you personally. And we'll dive into that further, actually, in just a couple of episodes. So enjoy your week. I hope that you are all doing something that is supportive, whether that's hanging out with family, doing your own thing, ordering takeout, um, our family favorite. My sister, my husband, and I all don't like turkey. So we're going to be doing a roasted chicken, which I'm very excited for. And our famous or infamous, depending on where we're at, uh, candied bourbon pecan sweet potatoes. So if you've had sweet potatoes with marshmallows and you're like, uh, these are nothing like that. It is literally like sweet potatoes with bourbon and egg. And I use a coconut cream cause I'm dairy free. And then the topping is shortening or, you know, some sort of butter substitute pecans and brown sugar and, oh, and a bunch of vanilla in it. And then you basically cook it with that crust on top. Mm, mm, so good. So good. So, so and tons of olives, because <laughs> we still definitely do alien thinkers in our house. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Tune in next week. We are going to be continuing to chat through all of the things that you need to know to set your business up for success, to maximize your taxes, and to confidently own your money. If you loved this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free financial strategy session with yours truly, Caitlin Magnuson. We do the drawing the first week of every month, and to be eligible, you'll want to leave a five-star review and include your IG handle so we can contact the winner. I'll see you next time where we'll chat real finances for real people.